Hello everyone, Brandon Lewis here with seven big stories that you will never ever get from the left-leaning corporate media in Tennessee, nor the Republicans masquerading as conservatives. People hate it when this comes out because I bring the white shining saber of truth into the mysterious inner workings of Nashville's darkness. We've got stories about Randy McNally, just a little commentary uh, and his love of uh, gay men and scantily clad outfits, which is news to me and perhaps you, but why I really don't care about that. We've also got stories about bills to close the Republican primaries that didn't quite make it. We've got stories about bills uh, to protect your religious and medical freedom, which rhinos don't care about. We have stories about uh, making sure that the Chinese Communist Party can't buy land in Tennessee unless unless rhinos want them to. We have stories about uh, committees passing bills uh, prohibiting government-funded abortions. We have some censorship news, so hopefully you can speak freely, speak freely on the social media platforms. We're going to talk about making the class sizes in Tennessee as big as we possibly can. And then finally, we're going to wrap up with trying to keep illegal aliens out of Tennessee. This is Brandon Lewis with the TenCon Big 7. We're going to get right into it. First off, do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, hit the subscribe button. We send out an e-newsletter in an easy-to-digest format at 11.30 a.m. or thereabouts every single day, Monday through Friday, and you'll always get the Big 7 on the weekends and a few legislative alerts should you have to take action to keep the Republican Party from trampling your freedom or otherwise making a larger mess of the government up there than they already are. First off, this is not a story that we have covered, um, but we probably will eventually. And it's about Randy McNally's gay social media kerfuffle. I don't care about it. I don't care about personal issues. That is just my whole thing here at the Tennessee Conservative. It's never personal. It's always policy. So my beef with Randy McNally is not that I'm looking for an apology because he communicated with or thumbed up or liked or whatever you want to call it, um, men in scantily clad outfits of homosexual persuasion. I don't care. It makes no difference to me. But what I do care about is his lack of leadership over the last two and a half years when the lockdowns, the forced vaccinations, the forced masking, the shaming and everything else as the legislature, he, he should have stood up for his uh, right as an independent branch of government against the governor as he abused his emergency powers for federal money. And we had whole swaths of Tennesseans that had only one representative during the pandemic, and that was the governor, because the legislature, both Cameron Sexton and Randy McNally, advocated their responsibility as separate co-equal branches of government to stand up for you and me. That's unforgivable. The businesses that went out, the learning loss, the uh, mental anguish, the drug abuse, the suicides, the people that died in hospitals alone, all that could have been prevented if Randy McNally had been a strong conservative leader, but he's not. And he's also got terrible records on social media censorship. He's got terrible records on legal immigration, corporate welfare, school choice. The guy's not a conservative. He's not. He is a political animal. He is a fossil. And finally, uh, like I say, I don't ever care about personality, but Mr. McNally is no longer with it. He's just not with it. I have watched him take questions from constituents in his district about things that I know. 
enough to speak about. He can't speak about them. He gives wrong answers. He says, I don't know about things that it should be. I definitely know. He is there in body, but he is not there in mind, and we need a strong conservative leader. So all this stuff, I don't care about the politics of personality, but I do care about the politics of policy. And Randy McNally's policies are terrible, and we need to replace him. Not because he's been an embarrassment to the Republican Party nationwide, and this incident has made that the case, but it's rather because of his policies. We can't move Tennessee forward with a rhino uh, in, in charge of the Senate. Okay? First story. Wow. Bill to close Tennessee primaries and stop crossover voting fails in committee. This is a good one. A bill giving the General Assembly a second chance to heed the will of Tennessee voters regarding closing the state's primaries failed in the House Local Government Committee this week. After an hour of debate, including members of the public speaking for and against the bill, committee members were asked for a voice vote, which is what John Crawford wants to do. Voice votes are ways that rhinos cowardly try to hide their records from their constituents back home. That's what voice votes are. And when you see them used, that's what they're used for in an unethical fashion so that you can't tell how people vote on issues. It's terrible. It's deceptive and it's wrong. The General Assembly website states that Republican Representative Jeff Burkhart, Clay Doggett, Jerome Moon, Jay Reedy, Tim Rudd, and Robert Stevens requested to be voted as a yes. That means they supported what 98% of Republican primary voters want, and that is to close the damned primaries. They supported it. Now, who didn't support it? Republicans Kevin Raper, William Slater, and Greg Martin told us they voted in the affirmative, while Democrats Dwayne Thompson replied that he voted no. Now, people need to be recorded on these voice votes if they don't want their votes to be misinterpreted. That is just basic 101 cover-your-ass politicking. If you don't want to be slammed for voting one way or another when they have these vo voice votes, you need to have your damn vote recorded so people can tell how you vote. Rookie mistakes to not get these votes recorded. Representative Slater uh, related to us that he believed the A votes were in the majority, but Chairman Crawford gaveled the bill as failed regardless. John Crawford needs to be replaced in the upcoming primaries. He is a puppet of the Rhino establishment, and he has to know that the votes probably were there to make this pass, but Cameron Sexton, nobody breaks wind up in the Capitol without Cameron Sexton giving them the authority. He must have been against this. Why? Because rhinos that are continually hanging on by thread in these primaries are usually clinging to the thread of their Democrat friends crossing over in the primaries, and that's why this fails. Because the Republican leadership is infested with rhinos. We can assume that Committee Chair John Crawford and Vice Chair David Wright voted nay along with Republican representatives Rebecca Alexander, Dale Carr, Michael Hale, Esther Helton, who actually voted for Obama in a primary, <laughs> who's a Republican, Republican, and John Holtzclaw. Last week, a similar bill sponsored by Representative Brian Ritchie died in the same committee by voice vote. It's amazing. It is amazing that these Republicans are basically Democrats and they're up there in office lying to their constituents about how they represent them. They need to be voted out. The funniest thing about this meeting was 
Pearl Scott Golden and an SEC committee member go up there on bended knee begging this committee of rhinos to do the will of the Republican State Executive Committee and to do the will of the Republican primary voters. And that committee told them to go pound sand. Now, why is that? For the last decade, Scott Golden and the Republican Party have allowed rhinos to completely and totally abdicate their responsibility to cling to the party platform, and there has never been a single solitary uh, censorship act, to my knowledge, from the party. Well, when you let your kids misbehave, and when you make your party about people and money instead of the platform and the policies, this is what you get. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to the Republican Party, it's embarrassing to the SEC, and it's embarrassing to the chairman. But you know what? You made your bed. Now it's time to lay in it. Next story, Republicans kill bill that would have protected religious and medical freedoms. I've heard this song and saw this show before. A bill with very specific goals of guaranteeing every person's right to refuse a vaccine if it violates the religious beliefs was swiftly and with little ceremony killed with no discussion or vote in the House Population Health Subcommittee. When things get killed without a second or a conversation, that is the same as everybody on the committee voting against it. It is just like having it in the record. It is no different. And that's how we report it. Had House Bill 264 survived the legislative process, any person who submitted a religious exemption to avoid a vaccine being forced on them as a contingency for participation in society, attending a school, or keeping their job would have had their religious freedom as well as their freedom, uh, medical freedom guaranteed. After the bill received a motion to be heard by Representative Brian Terry, uh, Chairperson Michelle Carringer called for a second to the motion, a necessary step in the process to hear the presentation of the bill being offered. What followed was silence from the other three Republicans on the committee that were present. This is the same as voting against a bill. So if you want to think about it, Brian Terry voted for it. Michelle Carringer voted for it. Who voted against it? Iris Rudder, Esther Helton, who's terrible, and uh, Sabi Doc Kumar all sat silent. That's the same as voting against it. These people voted against this bill. If you care about medical freedom, if you care about forced uh, vaccinations, these are people who do not care about your constitutional rights or your conscience or your religious liberties. And that would be Iris Rudder, Esther Helton, uh, Haynes, and Sabi Doc Kumar. They allowed the bill to die. The lack of a second motion for the bill to be heard allowed the committee to avoid what would have likely been a roll call vote, which would have forced the opposition to the bill to be recorded. These are cowards, and they're not conservatives. However, it is worth noting at least three who failed to support the bill managed to attend the committee hearing. Republican Representative Ron Travis and Andrew Farmer were absent from the meeting with no explanation given. Guys, do your job. Show up to these committee meetings. You can't support a bill if you're not there. And this is another, this is a shell game these guys pay, play. Well, I was there, but I voted absent not voting. I, I couldn't be there. I was talking to a lobbyist who was handing me money back in my office, whatever the issue is. Representative Brian Ritchie, the bill sponsor, said after receiving over a thousand emails in support of the legislation, the subcommittee didn't want to take it up. I guess uh, with this being the only bill on the agenda for this committee, their time was more important than religious freedoms. Mr. Terry's been making a lot of noise up there, and he's been absolutely right. Guys, listen, I apologize if we got poor audio quality here today. I didn't bring my setup or go down to my office. I've got my best friend back from Alabama coming here. Uh, so the tried and trues are listening to the echoey sounds in my office here at home. 
I want to uh, strongly encourage you, if you're a small business owner, or if you want to connect with conservatives in the volunteer state, to please consider advertising with our publication. Do email uh, Brandon at TennesseeConservativeNews.com, Brandon at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. If you're worried about losing a dollar and you won't stand up for your core values because of it, then what your core values are, are money. <laughs> it's not your conservative convictions, it, it, it's money. And so guys, if you're a small business owner and you have done well, do what I did when I owned my small business in the community. I owned a painting business, and I was a huge sponsor of talk radio. I, I went on shows. I, I did commentary. I stood against tax increases. I fought as a citizen small business owner, and I didn't care who knew it. And guess what it did? It drew the audience of conservatives that were in my community closer to me. I would rather have a small group of people that knew that I would stand up for them and they support my business because of it, than to have tacit support from a whole bunch of people who don't share my values. And so if you feel the same way, please do email us, either news at tennesseeconservativenews.com or brandon at tennesseeconservativenews.com. We'd love to have you as an advertiser. Next story. Here we go. House Committee Kills Legislation to Restrict Foreign Ownership of Tennessee Property Due to Lack of Funding. House Bill 40, sponsored by Rep. Jay Reedy, would have prohibited foreign persons like the Chinese Communist Party and entities from acquiring Tennessee real estate if their respective country was on the United States sanctioned countries list. In addition, if real estate was already owned by a sanctioned country prior to July 1, 2023, they would still own that property would have to be registered, however, by the Secretary of State. To sustain this aspect of the legislation, the SOS would need to build a reporting system for real estate property transactions. There was a fiscal note of $80,000. $80,000. They waste billions and billions of dollars. They'll give it away in corporate welfare. They'll give it away to woke NFL companies when it's wildly unpopular. Folks that kneel for the national anthem who hate our conservative values. People like Ford Motor Company who are uh, trying to drag us into the Green New Deal with billions of dollars spent who immediately start lobbying legislators to prevent your medical freedom right after they get big, huge handfuls of your taxpayer dollars. But no, 80 grand, we ain't got it in Tennessee. Now, unless you're a corporate billionaire or millionaire, we got it for you in spades. But things like this that conservatives care about, not so much. In the House Ways and Means subcommittee this week, the bill received a motion in a second, and Reed was permitted to explain the bill. However... Listen to this. Directly after Reedy's presentation, Republican Chairman Sellout and Rhino, Gary Hicks, asked if the committee there were any questions, and being none, he gaveled that bill and was placed behind the budget since it had a cost tied to it. This was done prior to any vote being taken. This essentially means the bill is now dead in the water. Y'all need to email Chairman Gary Hicks and ask him why he wants the Chinese Communist Party to own land in Tennessee? It's a fair question. With House Bill 40 no longer in consideration, sanctioned countries will remain perfectly capable of purchasing and maintaining ownership of property all across the state of Tennessee. There are more Chinese money and foreign money connections and automotive and technology and medical and real estate all across Tennessee, and there are, just like there are in D.C., people that are lining their pockets. Mm-mm-mm. Next story, Tennessee House Subcommittee passes bill 
prohibiting local government-funded abortions. This is a good thing. You know, in a time where we've got Republicans right now, we've reported on this, and we had the interview. I'd recommend you go back to TennesseeConservativeNews.com or go wherever you get your podcast and look for Tennessee Conservative. We did an interview with Will Powers about how Cameron Sexton came down and tried to weaken uh, the protections of life that we have in Tennessee because he's really not very conservative and never has been. Um, I'm surprised that we're continuing on this road. Here we go. The Tennessee House... Cities and county subcommittee passed a bill that aims to prevent local governments from spending taxpayer money to assist individuals in obtaining abortions. House Bill 90, sponsored by Representative Deborah Moody, states uh, in its summary that it aims to prohibit local governments from expending funds for the purposes of assisting a person obtaining an abortion. This applies to both state uh, and in-state and out-of-state abortions. Ace prevailed in the voice, uh, voice vote, which I don't agree with. Uh, Democrat Sam McKenzie recorded uh, is voting against the bill. A bill uh, will move to the House and Local Government Committee, which is full of rhinos, so I don't know if this is going to make it or not, on the March 14th agenda. If you support the bill, you can find the committee members' contact information at TennesseeConservativeNews.com in the article. Just look for this article and you will see it, and perhaps Jason will even put those links in the show notes. All right, guys. I'm ill-equipped here. I don't have... My, my, my traditional setup. So you're going to have to envision the swag, and maybe Jason can make the swag appear over here magically. I don't know. Uh, we need your support, guys. We are about 45% to our $10,000 goal for March. Why do we raise extra money in March? Because we freaking write a ton of articles, and things move at a breakneck pace in the legislature, and we just have to spend more money on reporting. I don't take a dime out of this publication. We reach more conservatives in Tennessee than any other uh, news outlet, and we're the only conservative news outlet. So if you want us to stay around, you need to get off your keister. You know, don't smoke the next pack of Marlboro Lights. Don't drink the next beer. Don't spend the next money on the subscription uh, to some entertainment that will not keep your state free. Give it to us. I promise you we will put it uh, where it uh, matters most. And because we don't have overhead and because I don't take a salary— Every dollar you give to the Tennessee Conservative freaking goes to uh, funding freedom in this state, and there's nowhere left to go, guys. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. You can also mail checks to 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. That is checks, make them payable to the Tennessee Conservative. Mail them to 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. We get lots of mail. I don't have the mailbag with me because I didn't go down the mountain to get the mail. Sometimes we deposit checks slow because I only get down there like once a week. Last week was a busy week. My wife got down there toward the end of the week. This is, this is conservative citizen journalism. You can think back to the founding fathers where you know Ben Franklin, covered in sweat and ink, is rolling out pamphlets for the freedom of our country. That's about what we are here, boys and girls. We are the old-school press. We're not the corporately funded, left-leaning, rhino-entrenched press. We are the conservative grassroots news that no one else will bring you. So if you give $50 or more, you'll get a mug or a tumbler uh, that says Proud Tennessee Conservative, and you can drink it uh, around your relatives that aren't conservative and make them feel uncomfortable and squeamish. We'll also send you a Proud Tennessee Conservative bumper sticker and a Don't California uh, my Tennessee bumper sticker. If you give $50 or more, you get the tumbler, uh, and you also get a koozie. But if you give any amount, we'll send you a directory 
of your politicians up in Nashville so that you can communicate with them when you do and don't agree with them, and we'll send you the bumper stickers. Guys, we need your help. Please do give. All right, next story, guys. Tennessee passes bill allowing increased class sizes in Tennessee public schools. As all of you know, I am a school choice advocate. I don't think all the wrangling in the world will ever make the government good at education. They can't do basic things, guys. Pave the roads. Give good customer service at the DMV. They just don't do things well. That is just government in general. It is wasteful. It is slow. And the more complicated things are, the, the more uh, inefficient, ineffective, and terrible government is. I believe that you should just give the taxpayers back their money with these abysmal test scores, with the indoctrination, with the left-leaning propaganda that's in schools. They're unsafe, many of them, and full of drugs and teenage pregnancy. Get your kids out of these schools. They are passing a bill here to increase class sizes. And I'm going to give some commentary on class sizes as we get into this. But here's the story. During the Senate session on March 6th, a bill was passed to remove requirements for average class sizes across the state and give local education agencies the ability to uh, the commissioner of education, who's terrible. And I would not give that woman the authority to do anything because she's been such a failure. And not only is she a failure, Penny Schwinn, she is a Marxist and a leftist. You should see the uh, wellness check nonsense, and I'm never going to forget this, that came out like two and a half years ago, this like 20, 30 page document where the government was going to come to your house or call your kid during the pandemic and ask them how their emotional well-being was, as if the school system that has failed so epically would do a better job parenting your children or that that was their responsibility or that they had the authority to do it. Now that thing was scuttled and squashed quickly, but it goes to show you where Penny Schwinn's heart is. And it's that she wants the state to be the mama and the daddy and the ultimate arbiter of everything for your kids, from their health care to their education to their sexual indoctrination. This woman is terrible, and Bill Lee has stood by, beside her the whole way because they're the same person. You don't stand beside people that don't share your views. And she shares Bill Lee's views, and Bill Lee shares hers. That's what you get. So they could waive the maximum class size requirement on a case-by-case -case basis, which just basically means probably blanket granting anybody who requests it. Senator John Lumberg claimed that he introduced the bill as a way to give us choice back to local school districts. How about giving choice back to the parents? That's who needs the choice, and the kids need the choice. The damn school districts, they had their monopoly long enough and they can't produce. Let's give parents some choice. However, constituents on both sides of the political aisle agree allowing larger class sizes seems questionable considering the subpar academic performance seen across uh, all schools in the state's public education system through recent years. Currently, the maximum and average or standard size for K-12 through 12 is 25 kids. The average is 20. Uh, grades 4 through 6, maximum class size is 30 students. The average is 25. Grades 7 through 12, maximum class size is 35. And the average is 30. Listen, my daughter goes to a school that has about 8 kids in the class. Let's take 30. You got 30 kids in the class. Tennessee spends about $12,000 a year. $12,000 a year per student. 30 kids in the class times 12 is $360,000 in expenditure. We can't teach them to read and write and do arithmetic. This is a gross waste of money. Back to the class size thing. My daughter's in a class that has about 8 kids in it. 
they get individualized one-on-one -on -one attention. Even, and, and the tuition is around seven grand a year. Seven grand. Not 12 grand with 30. Seven grand with eight. Amazing education. Cheaper. Safer. Closer. Christian. No indoctrination. We need school choice. These are all bad choices. Bad choices, bad choices, bad choices, bad choices for the Tennessee taxpayer and the students. It can't be helped. This thing is so broken, it is just beyond repair. I don't see how you have fourth and 34th and 6th graders in a class. How in the world are you going to teach these kids, connect with these kids, understand what's going on with each one of them? Even if you're there for like seven hours a day, divide seven by 30. You, you can't, even if you went from kid to kid to kid to kid to kid to kid, you're only going to have like 15, 20 minutes with them. This is terrible. But it is the state of education in Tennessee. The proposed legislation would not adjust maximums currently in place, but remove the established averages in the code and provide a loophole for districts to bypass limits on class size. It reminds me of the third grade reading retention rule. They keep setting these rules so that the education system will suck less. Kids have to read by third grade. And then when it becomes apparent that the Tennessee education system cannot deliver on the new standards, what do they do? They weaken, lessen, water down the standards for the kids and the taxpayers. It's just government education. The corresponding House Bill HB 809, sponsored by Deborah Moody, has been assigned to that K-12 subcommittee for consideration in March. If you want to tell these people it's a bad idea, and it is, do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. And tell them it's a bad idea. They don't care that you tell them, but it might occasionally stop something. I, I, you know, we've had some victories and some losses this session, and it has been amazing. Next story. Now, this is something you got to tune in on, and you'll be hearing from me about this. Bill to prohibit social media platforms from censoring Tennesseans head to committee hearings. Representative Dennis Powers and Senator Bo Watson's legislation that aims to prohibit Social media platforms from censoring Tennesseans is heading to the subcommittee and committee hearings in the House and Senate on March 14th. If you've been censored on Facebook like we have here at the Tennessee Conservative, we were uh, at a time the most uh, engaged and uh, most widely read publication in all of Tennessee. All of Tennessee, not the Tennessee and not the Knox News Sentinel, not the Chattanooga Times Free Press, not the Memphis Peel, not the Tennessee Holler, none of that. Tennessee Conservative. In Facebook, determined after a while that we were reaching people and we had a conservative voice and they, they turned us down to probably a fifth, not a fifth, probably 5% rather, of our reach. If you have been censored on social media outlets because of your conservative views, this bill essentially says that you are, um, that you are not to be discriminated on social media against because of your political or religious views the same way that somebody in a hotel or a car dealership or a restaurant can't say, oh, you're black, you're white, you're Jewish, you're Christian, you're conservative, you're Democrat. We're going to refuse service to you because of your political views. We're going to censor you and shut you up or, or fail to provide services similar to other people whose ideologies or skin color or whatever else we agree with. That's what this bill does. The Social Media Common Carrier Bill, HB 682 in the House and Senate Bill 111 in the Senate, aims to designate social media platforms as common carriers, requiring them to obtain certificates of public convenience and necessity from the Tennessee Public uh, Utilities Commission. Do I like regulation? No. 
But in this instance, if we are not allowed to express our views on social media, which is the town square of today, I don't think conservatives and Republicans have much of a chance moving forward. Those are my views. Back to the story. Representative Powers told the Tennessee conservative, he's a great representative. We appreciate what Dennis Powers does. Conservatives have long been censored by big tech, and now more evidence, no crap, has become apparent when companies have admitted to working in conjunction with government organizations to censor information that may hurt political candidates in elections. I mean, Donald Trump, for example, the dude got kicked off. He's the Republican nominee representing 50 freaking percent of the population of the United States. You don't think they're doing that to down-ballot candidates and conservatives advocating for policy? They're doing it all day long, twice on Sundays. Back to the story, this is a problem that Congress needs to solve because it has interstate commerce implications, but they talk about resolving uh, Section 230, but nothing's been done, so the states have to address the issues, which I think the states should always proactively address issues and never wait for the federal government, just like with illegal immigration, which we're about to get to. Make big tech think twice before censoring conservatives and also show Congress it needs to step in and fight for the First Amendment rights. I can't believe I live in a society where the First Amendment is not appreciated, taught, and revered anymore. It is the linchpin. It is the First Amendment freedom of the press, freedom of speech. And rhinos up in Nashville are constantly trying to censor conservative grassroots and news outlets with legislation. Rhinos, Republicans, people that should know the damn Constitution, but they're not Republicans, they're Democrats that ran as Republicans simply because that's how their district is drawn. Our solution will not be uh, prevent the issue, but it will give the victims cause of action. If you support this legislation, you're going to be getting emails from me. Contact the members of the House uh, Business and Utilities Subcommittee and State Commerce and uh, Labor Committee um, members prior to the meetings on the 14th. You can find their contact information on our website. we got one more story. I almost lost it. Here we go. Next story. Bills to curb... Transportation and harboring of illegal aliens in Tennessee slated for committee hearings. I wonder if rhinos will kill this too. We've got a lot of illegal immigration-loving conservatives, conservatives up there. And they'll, I hope Frank has the sense, and, and I hope Dennis had the sense to ask for voice votes on this. Legislation with the aim of pushing back against illegal immigration and volunteer state is scheduled to be heard in the Senate Judiciary Committee on March 13th and in the House Departments and Agencies Committee on March 15th. Senate Bill 1150, sponsored by Senator Frank Nicely, aims to remove exemptions from individuals, uh, or, or rather, excuse me, sponsored in the Senate by Frank Nicely, aims to remove exemptions from prosecution of the offense of transporting illegal aliens uh, for common carriers and those transporting uh, individuals for religious purposes. Senate Bill 1150 is scheduled to be heard in the Senate Judiciary Committee on March 13th. House Bill 1247, sponsored by Representative Dennis Powers, is scheduled to be heard in the House Departments and Agencies Subcommittee on March 15th. These are the biggest chances that we have to stop, or at least stymie, to some degree, illegal immigration in the state of Tennessee. Cameron Sexton's pro-illegal immigration. Randy McNally's pro-illegal immigration. Billy is pro-legal immigration. Their records prove it without a shadow of a doubt. They've never stood up, took a stance, done anything, and in every turn that they've had, uh, they have been pro-legal immigration. Bill Lee put a social or put a uh, 
Illegal Immigration Center covertly in Chattanooga, Tennessee, authorized it. We broke the story. The thing got shut down. In the meantime, kids were molested and lost. It took the mainstream media like three months to catch up to our coverage. The Tennessee state media wouldn't even touch the story for almost two weeks. And when it finally came out, it was a humanitarian crisis story. This is Bill Lee. And Cameron Sexton, Randy McNally, and Bill D signed a bill that would give illegal aliens professional licenses. And a lot of Republicans went along with it. That happened in the last session. This is the state of affairs here in Tennessee. You'll hear and see things on social media saying otherwise, but they are lies. This is the truth. HB 1247 would make it illegal for the state to house any illegal immigrants on state-owned property except in cases of criminal conviction. As it reads... As introduced, prohibits an illegal alien from being housed on real property owned by the state or a political subdivision of the state, accepts uh, incarceration and other housing required as a result of a criminal conviction. If you support this and we'll be sending you alerts about this, do reach out. It's a big deal. All right, guys, I think I have covered it all. So what are we doing this weekend? And I'm sorry there was not a lot of humor in today's broadcast. I'm not in a very humorous mood after last week. Uh, when you ask your Republicans to close the primaries and every shred of evidence suggests that it's the right thing to do by the will of the people and you get completely ignored and people like John Crawford uh, just ignore the will of the people entirely and then do a voice vote to disguise who and how people are voting, he's unethical. He cannot be trusted. He needs to be replaced. And everyone else who voted for that bill. And I hope that in 2024, as news gets out, we find real good legitimate candidates in their districts to run against them because they've got terrible voting records. All you have to do with these guys is trot out their voting record and make sure you've got the money and the energy and the time to tell everybody about it, and they'll select somebody different. That's how it works. And these guys are piling up some of the worst voting records I've ever seen. It's been rough up there this, this week. Rough. Very few meaningful wins. Uh, lots of defeats. But here's the thing. You know, when you read the scriptures, most of the people who stand up for the right thing don't have an easy time of it, do they? They don't. You don't do the right thing because it's easy. You don't do the right thing because it's convenient, because it makes you money. You don't do the right thing so that people can see you do it, so that you can be accepted by culture and society. You do the right thing because it's the right thing. And I'm no choir boy. I'm no choir boy. Uh, that's one reason I don't go after people over personal issues, and that's one reason that I go after people after policy issues, because there's, there's not one perfect, no, not one, before you look at the log in somebody else's eye, look at the speck in yours. Vice versa. Sorry. <laughs> you get what I mean. Um, but the policy matters. The policy matters, and policy has taken a kick in the crotch up in Nashville by rhinos this week. But... The popper. The popper gets paid, and I think he'll get paid in the next election cycle. So what's going on this weekend with the Lewis family? Tonight, my best friend, Tommy, is coming into town. That's why I did not go down the hill. He will be arriving here before I know it. Uh, and we're going to hang out and build a fire in the backyard and eat well and play some board games with the kids and just enjoy one another's company. We'll get into some kind of shenanigans tomorrow morning. I don't know what we'll do. We're celebrating birthdays. Birthdays with my wife's family, all the combined birthdays, they kind of fall around. 
And so in the birthday month, we get together and kind of have a, uh, we do a multiple birthday party celebration and we all convene from various parts around the state to get together. And so that's going to be fun. Uh, Sunday, I will be in church. Typically, we go on Saturday night, but I don't think that's going to happen because of the schedule that we've got going on with the birthdays on Saturday. And then I'm going to piddle around the house on Sunday, hopefully get to the gym. Uh, I just want some very boring weekends. That's what I'm up for. Very boring stay-at-home weekends. I've traveled and gone and worked and slaved uh, <laughs> in my paying business. And then this unpaying business of running the Tennessee Conservative uh, has been a struggle this week to watch um, just the hypocrisy. I mean, I, I would think eventually the bigger we get and the, the more people we reach, the more likely Republicans would be to do the right thing by the constituents. And we are seeing signs of that, uh, but it's not as good as it could be. And so I would encourage you, please, share our articles on Twitter, share them on Facebook, share them anywhere you can get them in front of conservatives. If you've got email lists, text message lists, if you can give us money to reach more people. Uh, right now, we've got a Twitter campaign going on, and we are racking up followers like nobody's business. So every time you give, I just take that money that's beyond the safety point. Uh, I keep a certain amount of money in the bank for the Tennessee Conservative, and then everything that comes in that's above and beyond that, I reinvest in reaching more conservatives because if people really knew, if Republican primary voters really knew uh, how their representatives voted, they would never reelect them. And it's my job to try to tell people the truth about the voting records of these Republicans so we can keep our state relatively conservative and maybe, maybe even move it in a better direction and hold what we have in a culture that has gone crazy. So if you want to help me, TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. Thank you so much for your prayers, for your donations, for everything that you do to uh, make us a very unique standalone platform in Tennessee. We could not do it without you. Love you, mean it. I'm going to get through some work so I can go have some fun. I hope you have fun this weekend. I'll talk to you next week. Take care.